Welcome to the Tools They Use podcast, the ultimate personal productivity podcast covering the apps and tools to help you get things done, exploring the workflows, resources, and automation of successful individuals, and so much more. Now over to your host, Francesco D'Alessio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tools They Use podcast. It is your host, Francesco D'Alessio, and welcome back to another episode. So in today's feature, we are getting the opportunity to be interviewing Anthony Ongaro, who is the creator over at Break the Twitch. Now, for those who don't know, Break the Twitch is a dedicated YouTube channel and blog all about minimalism and how to sometimes eradicate in relevant situations, eradicate your mobile phone from your everyday routine. And what I really like about Anthony's philosophies and insights is that he activates them himself. And that's what was so interesting about this conversation. Um, I really liked the way that he approached minimalism. Uh, For those who don't know, minimalism is almost like removing um, and minimizing Uh, noise or clutter in situations. So it's quite a, I guess it's a new concept or sort of catchword at the moment, but it's something that really has impacted a lot of people's lives in a positive manner. Um, I feel like in some sense I activate this minimalism side of stuff where um, I try to reduce the amount of clutter that I have in some extent and uh, try and minimize the inputs in. Um, and that's a good, really beneficial process. But Anthony's like a hardcore minimalist. <laughs> like he's not like me, like a, a half-assed one. Um, but Anthony's insights into the way he uses tools is quite interesting because um, like even the way he explains about his phone and how he uses that is really um, in-depth. And I think it's something that if you're struggling at the moment with the, the, the you know, like I guess the struggle with digital tools and having to be forced to connect then this might be a really good feature for you. So uh, I really do hope you enjoyed this feature today. Um, Anthony speaks so brilliantly about this subject, and it's something that I'm super excited to have interviewed him about. So guys, uh, feel free to share this one if you enjoyed it afterwards. Um, just a note, if you're brand new to the Tools They Use podcast, um, you will get all of the show notes at the end. So you can find that link in the description below. And from here, you can get all those tools and apps. So if you're driving or like uh, in an office and you're like, okay, I need to focus on the number one thing, which is maybe work <laughs> or something like that, then don't don't fret. They're, they're all going to be there. So guys, without further ado, let's talk to Anthony about minimalism and the tools that he uses. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tools They Use podcast. It is Francesco here. We are joined today by Anthony from Break the Twitch. Uh, it is an absolute pleasure to have Anthony here today with us. Um, Anthony is calling uh, all the way from the US, uh, so uh, it's quite uh, exciting. Um, obviously, uh, based in the UK, so uh, long distance call. Cool. Uh, it is a morning there, isn't Anthony? It is, and, and Francesco, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to chat with you here. I'm really excited too. Um, so I give a bit of introduction to Anthony at the start. Um, I think this is going to be an exciting feature, mainly because Anthony uh, covers minimalism, which is quite an exciting topic. And especially when it comes to apps and tools, I think it will be uh, quite nice. You did a nice uh, feature a couple of weeks ago about digital detox, right? I really like that series of videos. Yes, thank you. Yeah, this kind of focusing on... Uh... Uh, removing distractions from our phones, just especially because we we use them so much. That was uh, a topic of late. Brilliant. Um, and 
maybe you could give us maybe like a 30 second introduction to yourself because I think that would be helpful for people to understand uh, your sort of mission with your work. Absolutely. So um, I would say several years ago, uh, I started a website called Break the Twitch. And that website focuses on the idea of minimizing distractions and doing more of what matters. I, I look at that mission through um, three different lenses, basically. One, which is minimalism. Uh, second, which is habits. And a third, creativity. So um, I'm wondering if that sound is coming through. Uh, yeah, it is. It sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. Um, I hear shoveling outside, so I'm wondering, <laughs> just hoping it's... No, no, no. It, it okay. sounds like a keyboard, but it's not too bad, no. Okay, I will uh, start that over um, and just do that again, sorry. Um, and hopefully that, that sound won't pick up too much. Um, okay, so, uh, all right. So basically several years ago, I started a website called Break the Twitch, and uh, it was an exploration about how to minimize distractions and do more of what matters in life. And I look at that mission through three general lenses, which are minimalism, habits and creativity. So sort of looking at how we can, you know, get rid of those things that keep us from doing more of what we know we want to do, what we always kind of talk about doing, but sometimes don't quite get uh, the day-to-day -day practice in of doing. And so that's, uh, that's sort of the premise of, of what I do. And, and uh, along with that is the, um, the uh, practice of, of, intentionality and just sort of exploring what that means to everyone because it's it's different so uh that's the that's the gist of of what i do <laughs> i love that um i think it's really important and and the way that i found you was by searching for that very similar topic is is all that noise that's out there at the moment with the, the digital space and and being able to sort of find your way in it and uh, try and reduce all of that noise, whether it's, you know, as you're saying, like with habits and, and uh, distractions, things like that. So it's, I, I, I'm, it's a pleasure to have you on, Anthony. I'm really excited to dive into a few of these questions. Um, so my first one for you is uh, talking about your sort of day-to-day -day routine. What is the sort of work that you do um, as your day job? Yeah, so um, I guess I, I don't technically have a day job uh, in this in the traditional sense, at least of of uh, a nine to five or something like that. But um, I have two different kinds of work. Um, I, I own a company called Ungaro Media, which is my last name. So, um, and that company uh, does two different things. One, I do commercial and freelance film production, and so I'm uh, always going out and creating films for either commercial clients or uh, other entrepreneurs, authors, people that are also doing the other half of what I do, which, which is break the Twitch. So I'm creating YouTube videos, I'm writing blog posts, doing newsletters, I wrote a book recently. And so all of those things sort of make up the collective amount of, of what I do on a day to day basis. And so my days are always different um, in terms of whether I'm on set with a client or whether I'm at home writing and, and working on a video idea or, or just creating other, some sort of content like that. So it's, it's incredibly varied, uh, but generally I'm working from home. 
Fantastic. And and when it comes to your sort of day-to-day work, I know as a freelancer, it's pretty uh, manic, it must be. Um, what is your daily to-do list application? And uh, well, if you have one, even in that case, you might be mm-hmm. using a physical one. And why do you use that app? Yeah, so I've tried a bunch of them, as I'm sure you have as well, uh, being someone who explores these things and and shares them. But um, I have landed pretty much on Trello, um, Trello being the the platform that I use most for sort of my what I call my life dashboard. Uh, it is the view into uh, I have one board and on, on a bunch of lists on that one board and. Uh, and I just sort of have a dashboard of each project that I have because it's spread out amongst different clients, amongst my own work and all these different things. Um, I use that in a way that allows me to see the list of everything that's going on and then kind of narrowing that down each night uh, into a single list for the next day. So Trello has become my, my go-to for, for the digital side of things. Seems like a pretty organized setup there. Um, and when it comes to note taking that side of stuff, uh, do you use a, a physical notebook or a digital or even both? Both. So when I'm, when I'm taking notes, I have two different kind of methods or things that I'm, that I'm doing. So, uh, I tend to do more of my, uh, freehand writing ideas. Uh, whenever I'm on a call, if I need to take notes or something, I will do that in a moleskin notebook, which I just love. Uh, I have uh, my favorite pen always with the notebook, which is the Papermate Flare M felt tip pen. Uh, it just is my favorite because it has just enough friction on the page and it doesn't really bleed through that much and, and it just is a great pen. So uh, that's what I'm always, if you want to know to the T exactly what I'm writing with, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what I uh, am taking notes with just because I, I love writing with it. And uh, so that's the, that's the analog side. And, and I try to do that when I'm doing morning pages or when I'm doing something that's just a little more free thought and it's just letting the, there's something very tactical about the physical movement of writing, which I really like. But um, the digital side, I use, um, I use Evernote. So that's, uh, that's the digital side of note taking. And this is something I actually, uh, reorganized recently. You may have seen me tweet this, but I said, <laughs> all right, I need to just nuke all of my online storage places, Google Drive, Evernote, uh, Dropbox, just blow them all up and start fresh. Because uh, you know I've gone through different phases of trying each one. And it was sort of using each for different things. And I said, this is silly. Uh, you know, I'm a minimalist. Why am I using three different cloud storage services? So um, so I kind of blew them up and, and uh, started using Evernote as well just to organize just the daily information I need and, and then really start getting into the depths of taking notes and, and, uh, and, and doing that. So I would say that Evernote is kind of my online moleskin in a way that's a little better organized. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and I guess you sort of had that same policy with do you have that same policy where like notebooks inside of your Evernote? Do you keep it to quite a minimal structure? Yes. So it's, it's funny how these things work. I think just with online storage or file storage, if you're not super intentional about it from the very beginning, 
it just immediately, like it just takes a few times of just quickly saving a file somewhere because you need to take down a note and then everything is destroyed. <laughs> it's, uh, it really does uh, go quickly. So, um, so yes, in, in that sense, uh, you know, I have a notebook for um, the next book I want to write. And so every time I have a category of, of within that is a note that has a category of like, okay, these are inspiring passages from from different books I've read and then I label the book and and then put stuff under there and so in that way it's it's pretty isolated um, and I try to keep it m not too deep if that makes sense so it not does, have yeah. notebooks and you know notebooks and notebooks and notebooks yeah <laughs> inception yeah <laughs> in, in notebook, notebookception I don't even think you can do that in Evernote but just in the sense of not having a million things in there is is really helpful yeah hundred percent and I guess for the the final pillar of those sort of productivity apps your calendar side of stuff uh, how do you go about organizing your calendar yeah so I've always for some reason I always just keep gravitating back to the uh, Google calendar um, I've always used the Google kind of apps suites since they've come out. And um, I used Sunrise for a while, but then that got bought and taken away. So um, so I, I organize it basically where everything goes into my calendar. Um, I have my sort of, I have my sort of uh, to-do list in, in Trello so that every day I know what I'm working on and that sort of stuff. But uh, when it comes to due dates, when it comes to meetings, when it comes to just about everything, coffees or, or projects, timelines, different things, it's all in there. Hmm. Um, and I use a few different calendars. So I have my, uh, and I try to keep these really streamlined too, because there was a time when I was working uh, at a company and there were like 15 calendars and then you'd have everyone else's calendars linked up at the company yeah. too. And I looked at my calendar, I just wanted to scream. So, um, so keeping this pretty simple too, I just have really three calendars. Um, one is my own, my personal calendar where I put dates, things that I need to, to, to remember to, to hit deadlines. I have a, um, then I have my wife's calendar that shares with me automatically. So, you know, I, we see where we're, both supposed to be and when and um and then uh, i have a third calendar which is my my break the twitch production schedule calendar when i'm doing live streams on facebook when i'm you know planning on publishing a post and, and just kind of laying out things that way so that's the general setup three different colors um and that gives me a pretty good idea uh and i always look at the month view which some people find weird uh i've never liked mm -hmm. the week the week view i don't know I just can't, for some reason, get my mind around what's actually going on if I look at the week view. Okay, that's quite interesting. Yeah, I, I do think a lot of people go for the week view versus the month view. But I mean, you're right. I think a lot of people are tending to gravitate towards Google Calendar these days. It's just, it seems to be the most consistent tool out there for just calendars, mm -hmm. doesn't it? Um, yeah, brilliant. Um, so in, in terms of like, moving away a bit of the software side, what sort of hardware do you use? I mean, I can imagine in the video production uh, space, you have, might have some pretty uh, strong gear, right? I, uh, <laughs> I have a lot of gear. I, I always joke that if you wanna be a real minimalist, whatever that means, don't become a filmmaker. Uh, <laughs> 
because I'm looking at all my stuff in my living room right now as I pack for a for a production trip I have coming up, and uh, it's um it's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, even if you have to pack it up and put it on a plane, you can still have a lot of stuff. So um, I can I can give you a quick rundown of hardware. Uh, you know, I, I edit do everything I do on a MacBook Pro 2017 that I got back in uh, September of, of 2017. And uh, that's been great because I was editing on a, a MacBook Air from 2012 for a very long time. Um, and uh, my main cameras, I shoot on a C100 Mark II by Canon. Uh, it's a cinema camera. It's, it's, um, it's a 1080p camera, but it's a high bit rate 1080p camera. And uh, I've been really happy with it. And uh, for most of what I do, I use Canon stuff. So I have a Canon 6D uh like photography camera that also shoots video, but I don't use it for video much. And then I have a Canon 70D, uh, which is more of a video camera with autofocus and works better for the uh, Ronin gimbal that I use uh, to capture some moving shots and things like that. Um, I have a Manfrotto monopod and a Manfrotto tripod <laughs> as well that switches back and forth for the various things because often I'm shooting with two cameras at the same time. Um, yeah, so that's like the, uh, in terms of the cameras and support side of things, those are the things yeah. that hold my cameras. Yeah. Fantastic. And what's your phone? Um, do you have, a f well, you, I'm sure you have a phone. <laughs> yeah, I do have a phone. Um, <laughs> it, it is the, the iPhone 6S Plus. Um, and I've been holding on to that for a while. And, and uh, I continue to turn that thing into a dumb phone uh, increasingly. Uh, it's been an interesting practice, an interesting experiment. I've done, uh, I've basically tamped it down at this point to where there's no social media on it. Uh, wow. email is deleted from it as well. And the browser is blocked. You can just go into the settings and set up the restrictions so that you have to enter a pin every time you want to open any of those things. And I found that that's just great because it, it, um, you know, it's just really easy to get sucked into. That's the idea of the Twitch, right? The, the, yeah. like, that, that quick, uh, check the, the, the desire to just pull up your phone and check something, even though, you know, that there's no reason to right now. Um, it's just too great. And so I found that I just, things get better. Uh, my life gets better when I just don't have that temptation there and I can focus on other things. Brilliant. Um, and for those who are listening and that haven't watched that digital detox series, um, it's an eight part, right? One, uh, seven, eight. Yeah. Seven. Brilliant. Oh, brilliant. With, with seven with an intro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, mainly cause I think what it's nice about it is you give really actionable advice. So I think that'll be helpful for those maybe wanting to get something close to what you have. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it definitely gets you a good chunk of the way there. A lot of it is focused on setting intentional time to not be on your phone and doing something that you've wanted to do. Cause that's kind of the whole premise of break the twitch um I, I didn't quite i should do a, a second series where you like basically really turn have you ever turned your phone black and white um no that would be cool <laughs> though right <laughs> it's it's awful actually and that's the intention it's terrible it, it's super cool because uh you can go into your settings and it's in the accessibility settings and you turn your phone black and white and it looks like this just murky gray newspaper print screen uh and the images all look just awful and, and not awful, but you know what I mean? Like the, the interface all just looks really dull. 
And uh, they've said that that's one of the biggest things to to get you to stop using your phone if you just turn it black and white. So I, I, I have all of these, these sort of collected tips and different things that I've tried and they work really, really well. Um, and so I should do another series on like hardcore dumb phone usage, <laughs> you know, like, like how can you really turn this thing into like a nineties flip phone? Yeah, that would be really cool. I, I'm going to do that tonight. Actually, I'm going to change the, the, the color on it and see if I can use it for more than 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Without... It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. Um, and moving on to maybe some of the three favorite apps that you use across your day and they don't necessarily have to be productivity ones they can be like uh, ones that help you complete editing or help you finish a, a photo when you've when you've taken it um are there like three that you want to give a good shout out to yeah um it's interesting because i guess they would be productivity or things that are focused around what i i do with break the twitch uh it, yeah. two of them that that i really love one is forest uh forest is just like a really kind of cute but fun productivity app in the sense that it's sort of like Pomodoro where you plant a tree. <laughs> I feel ridiculous talking about this. You plant a tree and then you have to sit and not use your phone for a certain amount of time. Um, and it's really great if you're like writing or doing creative work that, that it gives you really gives you the desire to do anything else, but write on that blank page in front of you. Um, it's a great app to just sort of, you grow trees and if you stop too early, you kill your tree. So uh, that's just kind of a, that's just kind of a fun way, gamification of, of uh, focus and, and, and using that. And then uh, the other one I really like um, is Moments, which tracks your phone use. So it gives you reminders. You can set it for like every 15 minutes of phone use per day you can pop up a reminder and say, hey, you've been on your phone for 15 minutes today. Mm. Uh, hey, you've been on your phone for 30. And, uh, and so that's a really effective tool to, uh, for this kind of stuff. And then finally, um, Momentum is just really simple and really cool. And these are all iOS apps because that's what I use. But um, it's really cool. Like I track my workouts in Momentum and you can just set a goal, uh, say six days per week. And it doesn't matter which day you take off each week, but as long as you mark off, you hit it, hit the box uh, six times that week, you hit your goal and you can kind of build up these streaks. So it's a very visual, uh, really cool kind of satisfying way to track daily habits that, that we want to be doing every day. And, and it, I think encourages you to, to continue on because it builds up this really nice streak. And, and uh, so that's a fun app as well. That's brilliant. Uh, yeah, there's some really nice ones there. Um, I think habit tracking is really positive uh, thing to get kicking off with. If, if you're someone that already has a to-do to stamp, but just want something to enforce the positive habits, it, they're good apps to have, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think some people might put, you know, work out or, or uh, meditate for five minutes or 10 minutes um, on their to-do list, but the, I, I don't really. I, so that's why I like having that, that separate app that just, you know, cool. you just check it off and it makes this really pleasing ding sound once you've uh, <laughs> selected it. So. Brilliant. Um, and maybe moving um, onwards into sort of like your planning process. Um, how do you go about, you talked a little bit about it with Trello, but how do you go about planning your week and months ahead? <laughs> uh, so that's a great question. Um, I don't do that many full year plans. Um, 
what I do, uh, I, I do have a process that I found works particularly well and it might sound a bit silly, but, uh, what I really like to do is, uh, roll out a big piece of butcher paper, uh, that big white roll of paper, uh, onto a giant table and, uh, and, um, get Crayola markers and then, <laughs> and then, uh, basically create eight squares across that paper, uh, which represent each quarter of the year. And uh, I just started doing this like two years ago. Um, yeah. and, and it's just been huge because um, I just, I don't know, I like getting out of the digital space as much as possible. Just it, my brain just works better when I'm looking at it all in one place and, mm. and with the markers. So it's, you know, you kind of choose a particular color for a sort of thing. And, and then I literally just work backwards for two years. So I'm, I do things like, okay, if I wanted to film a documentary in 2019, I'd probably need to, if I want to release it in quarter four of 2019, uh, I would need to start filming uh, by quarter one of 2019 at the latest, which means by the end, the like Q4 of 2018, I would have to have enough, like say book sales and, other client work done so that I could take Q1 of, of 2019 off to focus on the documentary and then try to go into editing and then sell it. So that mm -hmm. has been a practice that uh, just literally Crayola markers and a giant piece of paper um, and just scribbling in stuff and laying things out so that you can really get a picture because most often these big things, uh, some people work in three, five year cycles at companies with development and different things. And, um, I've never gone out that far, but, um, cause things can change so rapidly, but I found that going out basically two years. So through the current year and then into the next year and then planning just backwards is, is really effective. Yeah. That's really interesting. I like how that you do go away from the digital stuff because sometimes it can suck you in and then you're there, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> a bit mm -hmm. too intense. Um, and that sort of leads me on to another question for you. Um, in terms of like your analog process, and now you mentioned morning pages, uh, what's your sort of uh, other analog experiences? Do you meditate? Do you do the journaling? Do you do other stuff that includes analog tech? Yeah, th there's um, basically the one practice that I do is, is, uh, as a, being in the space that I am, it's very difficult to sort of completely take time off, uh, mm. which is ironic because that's sort of the point. I think a, a lot of being able to really choose your time and structure your day, your week, um, of, of being a freelancer doing this stuff, but, uh, along with doing work you love, but, um, you know, one practice that we've been doing, especially recently, is uh, just taking one day completely off of no screens, like not um, just getting away completely and going on some kind of adventure or going out for uh, coffee or just like going to, to see some other city or doing something like that. And I think that practice alone is just worth its weight in gold. Uh, it's, it's just like getting away from everything closing your email inbox like those emails will still be there when you get back uh, the next day or whatever you know so that's that's a big one um you know my my meditation practice is very uh a lot sometimes i'll do 10 minutes a day i've done an hour a day for for periods of time that and i found that to be 
beneficial, but maybe too much. Um, just in the sense of what I get out of it or what I feel uh, when I do it. So um, usually I, I try to keep it to 10, 15 minutes in that range. And then uh, morning pages is great. Again, I don't do it every morning. I think life is very dynamic and, and very, uh, it's, it's going to just kind of depend. But most mornings, um, you know, I write in my notebook with that flair and uh, <laughs> pen <by> paper made because <laughs> I just love the, the practice of it. And, uh, and that's been really helpful too. Most often, uh, all of the, the best ideas I've had have come immediately after or during mm. meditation or when I'm just sitting and writing stream of consciousness. I remember all the things I, I forgot about maybe the day before or things that, um, that I wanted to do. They just boil up to the surface whenever I just let my brain mm. output, when I just let it rest or when I let it uh, go where it needs to go. So that, that just anything that, that, um, allows you to do that is I think super helpful. Yeah, that's, I think that's a really positive um, approach to it. I think you did a really good video uh, maybe like a year ago about morning routines. And I think that's a good one if you want to understand Anthony's approach to his morning. Um, and obviously it changes, it develops over time, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It does. I've been very <laughs> into morning shakes recently. So that's um, been my thing recently. Yeah. Enjoying that one. Well, that should be a video up there soon about that. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and uh, I guess one final question for you would be, in terms of minimalism, how do you think people, I guess in your eyes and maybe in the sort of space, how do you think people should approach productivity apps? Because like, uh, like for me, like running a channel, I try and endorse the fact that if you you should spend as limited amount of time as possible inside a productivity app, but I, I would love to hear it or hear your sort of take on it from sort of a minimalist approach. Yes. Uh, out of years of experimentation and, and sort of exploring these things myself, what I found is that the, the system uh, to me, at least in my experience, the system matters much less than the fact that you are willing to use it consistently and you trust it. Um, the thing that has worked to sort of reduce anxiety the most about me forgetting something or me leaving something behind or not meeting a deadline is just simply knowing that if I can get it out of my head and into my system, that it'll be there when I look for it and, and I can get it later. So, I would just say what matters most is that you trust it and you see it again. Um, for many years in the, in 2009, I don't know, around that time, 2010, I, uh, I would write my annual goals. So every year I would write my goals in a list in my moleskin, turn the page and then never look at them again, which, which led to, as you can imagine, 2009, mm -hmm. 2010, 2011, uh, all a list of all of the same goals <laughs> that I had not hit because I never looked at them. And, and when we leave things unattended, they tend to just evaporate, you know, they tend to just go away. So, um, so that's, that's what I would say is, is just that I like Trello because I found that I like seeing the dashboard and being able to sort of organize things throughout the cards. But um, Todoist is great too. It's just really whatever 
you can trust and it's whatever you're willing to show up in for a little bit of time every day, but also not spend your whole day organizing because then you just feel like you're doing work, but you're not, you're, you're not actually doing anything. A hundred percent. Yeah, no, that's really good. That's pretty good advice. I think people can take that on board. Definitely. Um, Anthony, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Where can everyone find you? Obviously YouTube uh, is a good place typing and break the Twitch, but where else can they find you? Yeah, definitely. The, well, I, again, I appreciate you having me and uh, you can find me at breakthetwitch.com, breakthetwitch.com and uh, on YouTube, youtube.com slash breakthetwitch and at uh, most the, the major social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, um, at just at, at breakthetwitch. So. Fantastic. Lovely. Um, thank you very much, Anthony, for coming on. It's been, it's been awesome hearing all of the apps and your ways and processes that you go around that. I think that, I think that a lot of people can take that advice, especially with mindfulness um, on the back of people's minds. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much. Um, Fantastic. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, so if you're listening along and you'd like to download all of Anthony's apps and tools, you can go over to the show notes and find everything there. Um, so if you're on a run or you're driving right now and you're panicking, whether you might forget a couple of these, they'll be available there. So do not worry. So guys, thank you very much for listening today. I hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you very much to Anthony and we'll see you again in the future tools they use.